in the music live episode 134 i'm a little discombobulated not sure what's going on dave you made up the word discombobulated right yeah i think i got credit for that by webster's back in 1918 or something um, hey joe hair experiment over i chopped oh, it down brother I didn't even notice yeah it's starting to look like yoda but quick update on the website for reviews we had I don't know if we said this last week, but some of our writers were on vacation. We got a little backed up, but we're caught up to about late June right now. Um, and we'll be posting a few more this week. So I think we're about five weeks behind. Uh, but we're getting there, so hang tight. Cool. Um, are we live on Facebook? Okay, yeah. my, my video, I see the people, Gail, Lincoln, but it's not playing the video for me, but that's probably just me. Anyway, um, I'll check that out while we're listening to this first tune. This is a review that just came out recently. Um, this is the band called Ascent from L.A. And uh, Rob, when you're ready, we're going to listen to the song Last Night. Hit it, Rob. Ascent with their last with their song last night, not their last song night. And that's what I was gonna say. Um, they're from LA. We recently did a review. Christina's been coming to the show for months and months. I don't know. I don't know if we made her mad in the review or what. But uh, <laughs> generally, I like their music. I like the what's the guy's name? Do you remember the guy? The guy. The Bruce. Guitar? I don't. I don't know. Bruce. I like. I like his guitar playing. I heard he's pretty picky. That's at least what it says in their bio. Um, so he does a lot of the work and overall I like, the, I like the music a lot. Um, I think her voice is just a little too sweet really is what it is in my opinion for this, this kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's not bad by any means. She has a nice voice. You know what I mean? It's just a little too sweet. I don't know. Maybe with their note choices, maybe with her, this, 
smoothness. I don't know. I like it, Joe. It's like it's like Beauty and the Beast. I mean, the vocals are the Beauty and the Beast is just this hard <laughs> rock. Yeah, behind just like do 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 do, and uh, hard rock. It's metalish. Uh, I don't know if I would call this uh, go so far as to say metal here, but um, yeah, I mean, Evanes- Evanescence flavor, but uh, I would say Heart, the band Heart, more so. Yeah, I would go that far back. I mean, this is like you know thirty plus years. I, I just I love the like beautiful pleasant female voice on top of like art i just love that mix man i love that dynamic and i i think they do it well like the engineering and the production was was really good here i dug it man cool so this is the band for you this is normally when we would have mr chris swan let us know what he's thinking but unfortunately uh because we i don't know if you guys noticed we're on a different night tonight we had a little couple of issues last week, so we decided to do a twofer tonight and tomorrow night on our normal time. Uh, but Chris couldn't make it. We are going to be listening to one of his new songs, though, here in just a little bit. Uh, but first, let's say hello. We got Gail Lincoln, Joe Lipke. Hey, I'm here. Howard Nelson is here as well. Guys, share this video out. Let us know what you're thinking in the comments of these songs and, you know, how we're looking. Uh, Gail says it looks good, Werba. She noticed your haircut before I did. Uh, we have John DeFeo here hanging out with us. He's in Austin, Texas. We're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes. But first, let's listen to another review that just came out on the site. Krista Diana, uh, Christian singer-songwriter. I don't know where she's from. I forget, but uh, you can look her up. If God doesn't want it, Rob, hit it. doesn't want it uh we recently reviewed her on the site i believe she's a mts management person client uh 
Nice. This guy's been giving us a lot of reviews. A lot of the country music that comes this way is from MTS Management. Mike Stover, really nice guy. Like he's working with a lot of cool people. So, is that um, the Australian I, company? No, that's a completely different company. Oh, okay, all right. That's A and R department. That's how we got cooked up with like Sarah Maxwell and people like that from Australia. Um, they also have a lot of good stuff coming out that I'd like to feature more of. But um, I really like this girl. She's a uh, that neo soul thing, you know, kind of fits in with some of the artists we've had before, like uh, um, you know Nadira, and yeah. um, uh, who's the other one? Um, shoot. There, there's a handful, Joe, that have come through well, that are in. Soul, yeah. But also yeah. somebody else though that was uh, a guy. What was his name? Shoot, singer. <laughs> it's it's getting player. blurry, Joe. As He's time goes by, it's getting fuzzier. <laughs> Trying to pull the references, but yeah, we've had it's a. It's on my tongue; it'll come to me. But what do you? We've think? had a just a solid handful of artists come through that are kind of in this uh, genre space, and I think pretty much all of them, I uh, we've given dual thumbs up. I mean, this is really nice, really smooth, uh, neo soul R and B flavor here. Um, this it had that rare thing I notice sometimes when you're listening on speakers. It was. A little overwhelming on the bass and i usually don't keep my subwoofer up too high and it was just it was kind of rumbling but on headphones it was it was beautiful mix so uh, i would just say ask them to be conscious of listening on like a big speaker system uh or something with the bass that was i don't know just a little overpowering but overall i really dug it one really cool thing about this girl is that she plays live and plays all the time. I saw, found her on YouTube and caught a couple of like live videos with her and her band. And she's, she can do it live just like she can, you hear it right there. So nice. it's raw. I mean, they're just playing like it's a trio in a room and there's a camera there. And so it's really cool. So check her out. Um, so look at this. We're catching up with our time, even though we started a couple minutes late. That's how I like it. So Tonight's the night we, time we bring out the featured artist. First, I want to thank John for being uh, uh, flexible. We were supposed to have him on last week, but like I said, things happened and uh, we had to get we had to uh, reschedule for Monday night. But um, I would like to welcome John DeFeo from Los Angeles, I guess, who is now in Austin. So he says he's going to be in Austin for a while. So, John, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. Can you guys hear me good? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sweet. Cool. So, like I was telling you, this is the time of night where I just kind of want you to uh, let everybody know who you are and, you know, kind of what you're doing with your music in, a, you know, 20, 30 seconds and then uh, introduce You Are Not Alone. We'll watch a snippet of it. We'll come back, get deeper with Dave. Mm. We, well, yeah, thanks, guys. First of all, I wanted to say thank you to you guys for all the support and love that you guys have been giving me because it's just awesome seeing that. I mean, I love to stress about the value of that to independent artists. And I just, I love how you guys have been so on top of it. And thank you. Sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm an independent artist and I've been independently releasing music now since 2014. I dropped my first uh, EP when I was just getting off to Los Angeles for college. And now I'm dropping consecutive singles after my two EPs that I just released. One of them was Purple Hearts and Champagne Hearts. And I'll be doing that for the rest of this year while trying to put together some shows and get eventually a tour together once I build up a little more of my following. But for now, I'm just in the constant zone of releasing music and getting it top notch and figuring out what it is that I want my sound to be like. Sweet. So you are not alone. Tell us just briefly about that's your new one, right? Yeah, I just dropped you are not alone. Um, it's really special to me that song, the whole message behind it. I mean, it's pretty clear when you listen to it, but I'm really just trying to guide people and help people and not just 
you know, be writing love songs too. So it's one of those songs that, that meant, meant something special to me. Right on, right on. So Rob, go ahead, man. Hit it. We'll be right back. John DeFeo, how are you doing this evening? Good day. How about you? Not too bad, man. We're a little rushed. No chance to chat in the green room. I feel naked somewhat in this interview, but improv time, man. We're just going to jump right in. So, yeah, I often like to break down the references and the roots of the artist's sound going as far back as possible, man. So I'm, I'm reading your bio and everything. And... It started with the dad, man. I mean, it, like five years old. So you were born in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Okay, so man, if if you can recall going that far back, if you can remember when you were like five, six, seven years old, I mean, what what was it, dude? What, what was it about him? What was it about music that just like changed your life at that age? Because that's kind of, that was what was implied in your bio. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I guess from from a young age there was just something in me with music. My, uh, I had a, a weird taste for jazz and my brother and sister would put on hip hop actually. And I would, I remember crying and just being like, put on jazz as a little kid and instruments blew my mind. Like guitar blew my mind listening to it. And I think I was like, I don't know, it had to have been five, six years old. And my dad pulled out a little Spanish Yamaha that he had in his, under his bed. And he played Malagueña. And that's a, a really cool little classical song from way back in the day. And when I heard him play that, I grabbed the guitar and I just started trying to mimic it. And I, I 
you know, successfully played part of it. And he was like, wow, like he was so happy. You know how, a, you know, a dad would be with his kid playing a guitar or something for the first time. So sure. he, he was like, let's put him in lessons. Let's do that. And um, that that's when that really started off my whole journey. I got into some lessons as a little kid and I did not like it. I did piano first. Actually, I don't know why. And um, after that, my dad had got me this little guitar on a, on a birthday and it was electric and it plugged in and everything. And I just stood there playing the open strings, pretending to sing and just singing on a microphone. And my family stood around and they were like, oh, you know, like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. But I was just this little kid, you know, and they were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I struggled and struggled and did that. And I just remember after that, it turned from, oh, so cute to like, all right, can you not do that during this hour? Because your sister's trying to study or because you're, you're being loud. And yeah, house. similar story. You start annoying the family, especially drums. It's the worst. You know, it's like, oh, man, we hear people. Yeah, yeah. he's playing drums in the basement oh. for five years, always keeping people up and everything. Um, but yeah, no, I had a similar path. I started very young playing piano and then moved to guitar. I think it's a, it's an interesting path uh, as a multi-instrumentalist to start with the piano because you learn your brain learns in a linear manner first. I think that's an important like piece of the transition to other instruments. Um, and that was my father's, I think, intention with that. Because I, I, I mean, I can't really recall, but I think he was the one that was like, you should do piano before we put you in guitar lessons. And Oh, so that was a conscious choice. Like he, okay, he had the foresight. All right. I'm almost positive. <laughs> All right. So what, what about him? Like, was he a like a performing musician? He didn't perform as well, not... Uh, since he was really young, but what he did in Puerto Rico that was special was him and this artist called Eladio Torres. And Eladio Torres actually is, a, he has his own day written over there for a song that they wrote. And it's, um, they were the first people to make a music video in Puerto Rico in like early, uh, I can't even remember the years to be honest, but they made uh, the first piece of video that went along to music in Puerto Rico. And it was actually more like a stand, like a short bit of music stands a single bird. And it became really popular. All right, cool, man. So what I'm I'm hearing some uh, I'm hearing some Zane in here. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. For this reason, just just because listening to your stuff, there's these great dynamics going on. It, it's almost like uh, like movie production, movie scoring type of dynamics, like big drum sounds pauses that really means it, it just it really grabs you. So I mean. Aside from that, I hear maybe a little of The weekend, And obviously, some of your... I mean, you mentioned Kanye West, and you're a big Prince fan. Joe and I both are feeling some Prince energy going on. But have you ever heard those influences? Well, The weekend I have heard. And, and I will say, I'm huge on, like, the urban culture music. I mean, I love everything of today's music. I mean, I listen to literally everything of today. And a lot of my influences come from the things that I'm hearing. Um... But I've never really heard anyone say uh, Zane. That's the first. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I don't know. It, there's just a oh. few of his songs that have this big, like, movie scoring type of production. Uh, I did. I, my, yeah. When I was really young, the thing that got me, like, defined, and, and well, not defined, but the thing that made me really focus up on music was when I got into drumline. In ninth and tenth grade of high school, I did a drumline, but they were serious. They weren't, like, a regular drumline. They were some pretty intense people. And they put me through crazy training to get really into, you know, all these different styles of music and understanding them. And it was really cool. Well, cool, man. I mean, the the last thing I wanted to ask you is uh, we've actually chatted with Chris Swan about this. 
it's a strategy in terms of releases and Chris want, we're actually playing him later in the show. He's a friend of ours and he's a critic is that he's releasing one song a month for, I think like 10 months. And then at the end, you know, full album release. I actually like that approach. Now I read in your bio, you're at, you said you've never spent so much time in an album as you are right now. What, what are your thoughts on like, just the strategy of releasing songs and at what stage just yeah talk on that yeah well that's something that i still play with a lot i mean i feel like everybody's going to be playing around with how they release their music in in the starting stages especially and what i noticed was i was doing ep and it was like groups of songs at a time and they were good and people were liking them but i wanted more uh, reactions i wanted to just reach out more you know everyone wants more reactions everything so i i tried to experiment and put singles out and what started happening was i was writing faster than my uh i guess let me just say i was writing faster than ever before so i had this whole uh this whole catalog of songs that i had finished about 40 songs 50 songs and i was like wow um let me really decide what i'm going to have to release all this into so much and so what I did was I started putting it all together into these folders and I decided, okay, these are the ones that I really want to focus up on. And these are the ones that I'm just going to start releasing simultaneously, as, as you're saying, probably like every two weeks to every month dropping singles. Mm-hmm. And you are not alone. First one of those singles, actually, which is pretty cool for me. And the rest of them are all geared up. Uh, my brother does all the artwork for all my music and stuff. So Oh, awesome. That's artwork. awesome. Man. I'm just taking my time. I have a little bit of patience with it and, as soon as you know, I get all that artwork and everything set up, there I'm just gonna start dropping those singles and my album that I'm working on. I mean, I'm not. I don't really have too much of a whole idea of what it's all gonna be centered around. I just Do you have even songs. know how many total songs are gonna be on it. Or are you just gonna keep dropping? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna keep. Well, I'm not gonna keep <laughs> songs that are special to me that are staying for that purpose. Um, but I am gonna keep dropping music definitely. Yeah, I mean, dude, we we live in a it's it's just a singles world, man. It's a singles culture. It, it's all about the single song that changed. I don't know, twenty years ago, you know, as iTunes started rising up, and I mean, you know, what it, what do you think? I, I like, mean, it, yeah, I feel like it's a content world. Like it's just like the more content you're putting out now, the more options you're opening yourself up to. The whole new age of really like Facebook advertisements and YouTube advertisements and all this stuff pushing around, creating huge following for people and getting them, you know, immense people to see the videos is something that hasn't been around forever. And yeah, I, I mean, that- you're, you're not old enough to remember this time of like early <laughs> mid eighties. It was up even up to the nineties where people would, they do the camp out thing, just like they would camp out for a star Wars movie. And they would put a tent outside the movie theater. They would do that for releases of music and big artists because what they're buying is a physical cassette or, you know, a record at that time because that was the only format that the music was released. I mean, it's just it's it's just so funny to think back at that. I mean, there is like you're you're dropping a song maybe next week. You just basically upload it to your website. There's no like camping out anymore. It's just yeah, funny. And everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, that sounds like a nice time though. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, it, was, it was just it just makes me laugh that people camping on that. concrete. Yeah, camping on concrete, man. That's what people did. 
All right, so jdefeo.com, J-D-E-F-E-O.com. Uh, that's the website. What's your social handles? You on Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, everything. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere um, is at John DeFeo Music. So John with an H, DeFeo, D-E-F-E-O, Music, and you'll find me everywhere with that. Pleasure having you on, man. We'll have you back either as a critic or just to review one of your latest tunes, man. Have a great hey, night. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, so next tune is Random Acts of Kindness by Remote Jazz. Another great song right here. Rob, are we ready to rock on this one? Do this. Boom. Right there. Act of Kindness by Remote Jazz. I had this stage in my life. I want to say, I don't know, late 20s, maybe like 28 to 33. I was just became obsessed with smooth jazz. I don't know what happened. You're talk about your sex addiction. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> age 34. But I don't know what happened, man. I just, I don't know what it was. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. This is, yes. Yeah, dude, smooth jazz. It just makes you feel good. It's, it's this nice mood music. And What's consistent in all the best smooth jazz, almost all types of smooth jazz, it's so clean and it's so mm. tight, man. That's just like synonymous with the genre. It's just there's no, there's never any noise. There's never instruments out of tune. It's just that's just what the genre is about. And uh, we had a smooth jazz station in St. Louis, one hundred six point seven, and mm-hmm. I listened to that station for probably about two years straight. And then you started hearing all the same songs again. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and it didn't last very long. Uh, but we have one good, a really good one here in Rochester too. I forget what it is. It's uh, one hundred 
three something or whatever but they play a wide mix of jazz but a lot of smooth jazz and man there's just so much good stuff it's so easy it's not easy to make but it is like you know um you can smooth jazz is one of those things you just set up a loop you know and just go at it and jam out i mean you know there's you can get a lot more intricate than that of course well yeah there's usually it usually features a lot of really awesome bass playing Mm -hmm. um really technical uh and so these guys are perfect example right here just love the sound uh one guy actually oh really wow that's pretty robert bryant or ronald um and i hate it when i don't remember things but bryant i think is his last name you can find him on uh on twitter and stuff we've been promoting helping promote his music and stuff so well good stuff man so we so got one more tune? stuff smooth jazz smooth jazz we have two more tunes actually oh, yeah. right now we have a world premiere that we were going to share with my good friend uh, loopy as you guys know him as chris swine uh he's been coming out with, like you mentioned we come out with one song every month uh for about a year i think and this is his third or fourth one um and this is personally my favorite song that i've heard for, i wish he was here for me to tell him this but this is personally my favorite song by Chris Swan in probably the last 15, 20 years. I mean, I think it's I think it's a great tune. He sounds great on it. Um, it's just really cool stuff. So let's go ahead and premiere The Mess Around by Chris Swan. Share this video out. Let us know what you think in the comments. We'll be right back. Rob, hit it! Swan with his brand new tune called The Mess Around. And uh, there's a little reference in there. He says, lit in my pockets. And then he goes, oh, like that. <laughs> um, kind of like one of those things, uh, if you don't know what he's talking about, you don't know what he's talking about. I would encourage you to go check out LP Outsiders and the single Lit in My Pockets. That was a band I was in. By, by just, just Great band. 
And uh, it was our, that was like our popular song. The Loopy wrote by the well, Chris. Sorry, Chris wrote. But we he went by the name Loopy all these years, and he just changed it to kind of give himself a fresh start. If you don't know the mess around, if you listen to the lyrics or watch the lyrics, it's about him quitting drinking and partying and stuff. And and you know, uh, as far as I've known him, he's he knows how to party and he can drink anybody under the table. And I'm really glad that he got his shit together. And he's had like I think over two years sober now, which is just absolutely mind-blowing to me so and that's what this song is about basically so hey yeah i thought it was interesting how this you said this is your favorite tune uh, i think it might be mine too it's it's definitely one of the top few stuff, especially yeah one of the top few i've heard from him it's interesting how it's the most real too i mean if for people listening these lyrics everything you say that's his life mm-hmm. there's no hyperbole no metaphor going on there that's well, I think his whole life is a metaphor, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he that other some other day. I mean, he was he was really kind of barren the soul right here. So, uh, if if you want to know what he's about, I mean, that's it. That's that's real. That's his life. So, uh, but great stuff, man. Yeah, Just great so, beat. So I was hoping he would be here so he could say a couple words about it, but he is not. So we're gonna go ahead and move on. So everybody, thanks for watching this on this special night, Monday night. Uh, we'll be back regular Tuesday night, ten o'clock Eastern time tomorrow night. Uh, this is another recent. This song, this show is just full of recent reviews that we've put out. Uh, JJ McWiggin, was that how you say that? I think so. All right, nice. JJ McWiggin in all honesty on Indie Music Live One Thirty Four. Rob, hit yourself. I mean, hit it. field where everyone has gathered I find there's no one there for me locked away in my room I try not to think about the reasons why I'm on my knees and in all honesty I've been searching for someone Someone like me live episode 134 next week it's or not next week but tomorrow night when we do our regular time it's gonna rhyme i'm really excited about that 
That was J.J. McGuigan, in all honesty. Dave, you don't seem so excited about the uh, rhyming the rhyming tag. Any music live, 135. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I really want, I'm wondering what J.J. stands for. I had a cat named J.J. once, but it was for, stood for Joe Jr. So I don't know. What do you think J.J. stands for? Um, Jimmy Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say Jimmy John, but. <laughs> Jimmy John. Jimmy John McGuigan. Uh, it's probably something Irish. I was, a little rough, I was a little rough on this guy in the review. I wish there was a little bit more like uh, fluctuation in the voice, meaning not really fluctuation, but in the melody more. It was kind of flat for me. But the production and stuff is pretty good. Guitar is, is you know, I'd have to hear more of his music. I mean, he seems like a decent guitar player. The guitar line itself was sort of almost like um, Blaze of Glory, Bon Jovi type. So I... Like, I don't know if I'm in a good mood tonight or something, but I th- pretty much everything I liked tonight. Like, th- I like this song, man. It's just this alt rock type of sound that you don't hear this that much anymore. I mean, th- this is like a 90s type of sound. But I think that, you mentioned Stained in the review. Yeah, yeah. Like, perfect time, like late 90s. And I thought the acoustic guitars was were really well done. It, it uh, created a nice texture in the song nice effect nice mix i like that really it's a minimalist lead but it worked um nice vocals good effect on the vocals i dude i dug it man again what the hell (laughs) must be the haircut yeah man cut off the hair and just start everything sounds good all right well thanks for john thanks to john defeo for making it tonight and uh as always mr robert hicks pushing those buttons and he's on his phone right now so i don't know if he's paying attention to me but <laughs> get off your phone man jeez you're working are you chewing gum <laughs> rob hicks pushing them <laughs> i'm not as funny as i think pushing all the <laughs> buttons and uh making us look really good as usual robert hicks hicks video really hot v-i-d-e-o he's wearing he's sporting the gray goatee tonight kind of looks like my father-in-law a little bit kind of makes me want to punch him so anyway i think he dyed it he (laughs) dyed his goatee gray hey that's what my face looks like when i let my hair grow out it's gray it's all dark up here it's gray yeah anyway any final words tonight mr werma no man uh apologize for the delay so we're right back on track tomorrow night as usual man we'll see you guys tomorrow night back in action everyone have a great night we'll see you next next week tomorrow night we just said tomorrow night peace tomorrow night. peace peace what